Kron's late. Nothing new. I, have you got a text from him? I haven't checked my phone. I've been rattling these paint cans. Those fuckers come back around, getting the shit in the face. Are you still? Are you still tagging? Uh, I mean, I I'll tag a little bit, you know. Like I, I tagged uh, the horror draft van on their way out. That was yeah, the last time. I did too. So I'm sure they I'm sure they love that. But uh, no, man, these fuckers come back through. They're getting some fucking. You're gonna right <sighs> white chalky paint right to the fucking face. Some rustoleum. Yeah, I got a chair fucking here. Weatherproof. I found a chair in our basement. It's old and wooden. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it right here. Just fucking just blast on somebody. Yeah, fuck these little kids, man. Fucking assholes, dude. Juvenile yeah. fucking. I wish Kron was here to fucking shake this. Ugh. You guys. Oh, there he is. You guys. Hey, you're late. Yeah, man. <laughs> I know that I'm late, but it's dangerous out there, dude. I'm. I'm Were you followed? Whoa! What the hell? What the hell happened to you, dude? I got beat. There's a whole. There's a whole street gang, dude. They're tough as hell. Really? Yeah. They hang out in the back alley. I went to take the trash out, and I got the shit kicked out of me. Are you sure? These the same kids that have been fucking with the store. Hold on. on. These these guys. Are you sure this isn't? I got drunk and fell down the stairs again because your girlfriend pushed you down the stairs. That is not what happened. I got beat up. And I, let's just set the record straight. These are huge guys. These are tough guys. I, Buns. Do you think he's talking about the same gang that we were just talking about? Probably. Hey, a couple of these guys are easily 5'2", five, 5'3". Five, yeah, a, a, what, a, a buck two? Yeah. They, they, they can't snap. Uh, come on, man. They're quick. Damn. Dan, yeah, can, come here for a second. Okay. Can you not bring up Kron's home life? Because I do not want to touch that issue. Well, we need to get him help if his girlfriend's beating him up again. Dude. We told I mean, him that's his own. We I, take, you're right, but I don't have the emotional depth to deal with this. One of these I super. Do that again. I watched one of yeah. these super buff guys. He he tore a trapper keeper in super, half. Super super buff guy. It, what is it? Young Hercules out here? He's he's a big guy, dude. Like mini Rambos, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah, they're you've seen them. They're I have seen them. They're three feet tall. They're fucking fourth oh, graders. Easily, yeah. Five foot. They fucking throw dog shit on the on the on the, on the windows. They came in. They fucked up the puppet section, which yeah, I yeah, fucking didn't kicked really their ass about, last time they were in here, dude. They threw yeah, we they threw a lot of that. They threw a lot of that dog shit on me. <laughs> I can smell it. Fucking yeah. pathetic. Stings. Fucking Jesus. pathetic. Dude, I thought you were working out. I've been, well, I've been doing a lot of just... Well, one of you helped me shake these fucking cans. Cron, shake those. You deserve it. All right. I'll, yeah, I'll shake a can. Are you okay? No, my arm is super... I can barely shake this can, dude. Are you going to be able to finish your shift today? No, I'm gonna have to no, just. You, I'm gonna, no, I, you got out last week because of no, the fucking ankle. You got this anterior dealt. Dude. I'm gonna buff, bro. Fuck yeah, dude. If you guys don't you mind, know tagging would have been so good. They should come up with like a shake th- workout thing. Yeah. If you guys don't mind, I'm gonna grab twelve or thirteen bathroom beers and just coast out in the back room. Well, no, you gotta close. Clean the porno room then. Yeah. Well, I'll be in. We're out of here. I'm and not you're not doing working. anything. 
you're going to come uh, up here and I'm going to put on. I'm, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to put on gonna some fucking, tw- some training material for you. Fine. I'm crunch. Shake the can. I'm trying, dude. Well, I mixed up the bathroom beer in the can and now the beer's all over me. This is more shit you have to clean. No, I, you put on a movie. All right, I'll, wa- I'll I'll drink this beer. You you can relax for an hour. Set. Oh, back. I got them mixed up again. I drink the paint. Jeez, we have to call poison control again. Sit down, relax, because this week on Five Day Rentals, it's the Warriors. Welcome back to the Five Day Rentals Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, folks, friends, listeners, we are the Video Store Podcast, where each week we take turns picking a flick that we think meets a fun, non-genre category. This round's category is a five-star banger, y'all. It's fucking The Warriors from 1979, directed by none other than than Sir Walter Hill. Yes, I knighted him. Uh, I'm Dan. I'm going to be taking you through this five-star banger tonight. Um, I'm, as always, I'm joined by my two very smart and very funny co-hosts, uh, Mr. Cron Howard and Mr. Bones. Oh, look who's back in first place. Uh, and this year. You lost this last week, you, bro. Yeah. Well, you know, life's That's, turned around. I'm uh, back on top. That's why I felt bad for you. I gave you the, I gave you the first shout out there. Uh, controversy on on before and after apparently. Yeah, on yeah, the Discord this week. I mean, my my life's gone to shit after. So if that's any consolation, Cron, it is. I yeah. I mean, I, usually anytime I win something, I find a dollar. Uh, it's it's just doom for me. Mm-hmm. No, I I really take I relish in your defeats. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh knock others down to build myself up. That's always This is all I have, so I appreciate it. Dude, you got a wife? You're a you're you cool? She's been telling me I got too drunk and then pushing me down the stairs. It's <laughs> Man. Me too. It's an epidemic in this country. Actually, I just throw myself down the stairs. It's to get away from your wife. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, sounds like she's gaslighting you to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nah, I do it on purpose. Walter Hill finally on the show. I think we've <laughs> talked about it, Sir Walter Hill. A fucking genius of a man. Wish we could have had him on. 80 years old, still directing Hit him movies. Up. I thought about it, honestly. I was like, what else has he got going on? Well, he's got a movie coming out. He's got out. a new movie coming out, yeah. Nah. I think he's been keeping himself busy. He's got a new movie, and every time he goes out to promote it, they ask about the Warriors. I don't know. He's got a lot of he's got a lot of heat in that that back catalog. I mean, we'll find out. We probably don't want to talk about that back catalog too much 
there's uh, two movies for sure I don't want you to bring up, but that's okay. Oh, don't worry. We'll have let's, our chance. Let, can we, let's, let's, we can talk about it. Let's just talk about <laughs> the early-ish years. Well. Hard Times. Hard Times. Seen it? I've, I have not seen Hard Times, so I'll say that. Fucking good. 48 Hours. I've seen 48 Hours. Haven't seen it in forever, but yeah. enjoyed it when I watched it. It's been a while for me as well. Streets of Fire. Have not. I've not seen Streets of Fire. Is that the, is that I the know musical you one? It. Yeah, it's uh, it's on that weird line of like I wouldn't call it a musical per se, but it's because it deals with uh, musicians. Like it takes place in clubs, and Rick Moral ass plays like a club promoter. So I was gonna say at least watch it for that because he does some good work in it. Uh, I hesitate to bring this fucker thing up. Brewster's Millions. Oh, incredible. One of our longest running bits on this show. Yep. Uh, and then there's, uh, yeah, shit. There's actually four that I don't want to talk about. Uh, I don't want to play, uh, Red Heat, man. He got an Arnie in there too. Yeah. I've never seen that one. Uh. And Kron, for you, he did three Tales from the Crypt. Oh, sh- oh yeah, I watched one uh, very recently. There's like a gambling one that he did. Um, yeah, which is a good episode. Mm-hmm. I knew he was a producer on it. Uh, he's one of the heavy hitters. Uh, Aliens and Alien. We owe a lot uh, to him for that. Fuck yeah! I will say that. Uh... Not to crush on Mark Marin again, um, but his interview with Walter Hill is is very good, actually. He kind of goes into the alien story, so it's pretty sweet. I think the, the last time I listened to that was uh, the Phil Tippett interview. Yeah. When we had George too. on for Mad God, I, I listened to that. The Walter Hill there's, one? There's a lot of podcasts out there. We're the only one that matters. And the other ones we listen to. And our friends. Anyway, uh, yeah, we talked about some controversy up top about the Discord. Y'all should fucking join our Discord. Look that up. Uh, check us out. Uh, we'll talk back to you. Yell at us. Tell us we're wrong about um, robot jocks. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of robot jocks defenders out there. <laughs> hey, that big hot dog could feed a family of 12, okay? Shut your mouths. You guys don't know shit about hot dogs. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, gentlemen, we got uh, anything up top before we uh, indulge in this five-star banger? I guess I can explain what a five-star banger is if you're new to the show. Uh, five-star banger is a movie that one of the hosts here feels on the podcast is a five-star movie. We rate every movie we do. Uh, of the little game at the end of our show, regular shows called Rate My Letterboxd. And uh, these are movies that we automatically know would just jump to the top of our list if if they were on there. So that's why we have a category to talk about these beautiful, fun fix that, flicks that we love. And we call them five-star bangers. So uh, we're trying to do a better job this year of getting some of those in and, uh, you know, 
hopefully y'all enjoy it. Yeah, don't ever uh, try to put one of these on the regular show. Kron, uh, he did have a run-in with this a few episodes ago when he tried to bring uh, Big, Big Trouble, Trouble in Little, in Little China. China. Yeah. Which we know in his heart of hearts is a five-star movie. Hey, Dan, either way, you should just rewatch it. I own it. I will eventually get to it. I Honestly, I've tried to watch Big Trouble in Little China rewatch it because it's been forever twice and i have just got busy that's incredible i could have the house on fire and if that movie comes on (laughs) sit there and watch it i'm sure you wouldn't do that watch me dude you know i you know what kind of insurance policy i got on this thing (laughs) well you'd be going up with it as well you know what kind of insurance policy I got on me, dude? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess your wife will have big trouble in Little China to thank for that one. It's just that Kron is going away, if you catch uh, my drift. That's a 1340. Are you going to fake your death to get off this podcast? <laughs> it seems like the only way at this point, so... Dude, we're still in season one. Relax. Mm-hmm. Right. Almost uh, 80 episodes into season one. Nobody ever told, nobody ever stated how long a season one should should be. Right? I, this I don't, we did not have that conversation ever. We didn't talk about it, but this feels too long <laughs> for one season. <laughs> We each had 10 categories. That's 30 movies. Maybe 10 is Our, a season. Well, no, it's not 30 movies because we do three categories or three movies for each category. Yeah. Also, let's say theoretically we stopped, right? We said like, all right, this is the end of season one, this last five-star banger. Does that mean all subsequent seasons are then 80 movies long just so we can say that it's a different season? I guess that would depend or, on our five-star bangers and our two-day rentals. Or do we just say, all right, every three rounds is a season going forward? There's just a little asterisk next to season one. Yeah, it's one of those things where season one is 100 episodes, and then every season from there is 10 episodes. Right. Well, it's we like all- when Netflix picks up like a canceled show and just <laughs> gives them eight <laughs> episodes, you know, as like a, all right, finish it. I mean, we are making some changes in season two to the way categories are picked. So, yeah. If that's the way it is, that's the way it is. That's fine. Or we just call it at 100 episodes. We say we did one season and Kron dies in a fire. Mm hmm. We can't. There's no way in like 10 years from now, you're going to watch a fucking bonkers movie and be like, God, that would have been fucking great for this show. Mm -hmm. I'd love to stumble through some bad improv for two and a half hours (laughs) based on this. I'd love to flirt with cirrhosis of the liver again. (laughs) 
Dan, let's hop on this subway, man. (laughs) Guys, grab a beers, grab a drink, and drink up, because we're going in to 1979, and we're going into New York. We're going to Coney Island, and we're going to hang out with the Warriors, all right? The badass, fucking coolest, fucking- The best gang from Coney Island. The Warriors. Uh, They gotta be hot dog pros, right? I mean... I mean, I think their dads are probably... They're just... They're just banging until they gotta take over the stand. There's one of them in there. Oh, Cowboy's dad definitely owns a hot dog stand. That should have been a scene in the movie where they... One of them was like, I'm feeling a little peckish. They they do not eat. It's a lot of running and yeah. Yeah. I don't think any of them eat. Should have got a round of Coney dogs when they got back home. Yeah, I think, don't the rogues fucking, they at least steal some snacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one one bag of peanuts for, <laughs> 12, for, what? for 12 people. Gonna pay for that, uh, gentlemen. Do we want to share some first thoughts of the Warriors? What's it? What's it mean to you? Does it? Does it rate high to you guys? Does it? Is this a movie that you would own? Get on Blu-ray? What? Yeah, first thought. That guy couldn't cough up a dime for that bag of peanuts. I mean, Jesus he, Christ, dude. He is in a gang, dude. He just likes to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, real first thoughts, Dan. I think. The first time I ever watched this movie is because you let me borrow your DVD of it. Which was the original theatric version, I believe, right? I don't know anymore. It's an extra minute. Who cares? <laughs> we'll go through that later. But I have I have you to thank for having seen this movie. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. I'm glad you have that memory. And that's what I'll say at your funeral after you burn to death. Mm -hmm. You also made me borrow uh, The Adventures of Ford Fairlane. I'm opening that fucking casket, by the way. Let's not talk about that. I'm making sure he's in there. I'm not going to be in there. (laughs) You're going to be a disguise in the back? You're going to see a hobo's corpse, dude. You're mad because I made you watch The Adventures of Ford Fairlane? I'm not mad. I'm just saying uh, let's take the good with the bad. Let's not let's not give the listener the impression that you're throwing out Dan, all bump heaters. It up on your bump it up on your list. You don't, strike while the you don't know iron close, is hot. You don't know how close you've been. Uh, I will say, I I even texted my parents because I remember being a kid and my parents always did come out to play. Like, would always say, um, like, if there were two bottles or whatever, like, come out to play was something that I grew up with. And my parents were kind of, I want to say they were middle school, right into high school age when this came out. And I remember them saying, like... Oh, this was a movie that we weren't allowed to go see, and it was a big controversy when it came out. And I texted them this week to say, like, 
hey, do you guys recall any of that? And my dad was like, no, it's a good movie, though. So I, I don't know what memory I created, but uh, always a classic for me. I think this was in the rotation. Danny Duck and I, we were hanging out with a guy named Chris for a while, got deep into a lot of classics. This might have been in the rotation with Dazed and Confused, uh, First Blood, like kind of right when... Kron, you've talked about like the bargain DVDs, like you could pick stuff up for five, ten bucks. We were just like chewing through a lot of older movies that kind of fit that not quite cultish, you know, not f- like your film broy, you know, you, you're kind of segue into like, all right, now we're watching Reservoir Dogs and now we're watching Snatch all the time. And, you know, you either go one of two ways, like you just totally stop or. You then like, all right, we're getting into French foreign film and Kurosawa and shit, you know, you got to have that like bro-y step off. And I feel like the Warriors is a good like foundation for that. It's like, yeah, we did seven Samurai. Let's, uh, let's go to fucking the Warriors now. Yeah. Get that taste out of our mouth. Um, <clears throat> this was one that I brought whenever we would go to Blockbuster and I brought it up and my dad was like, you're renting the Warriors? I was like, yeah, I've always heard about it. I've never seen it. And he's like, man, I used to watch, I wouldn't watch that when it came out. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, and he's like, where did you hear about this? I was like, I don't know. I've always seen it on like lists and stuff. Like it's supposed to be badass." He's like, all right, cool. That was one that he didn't look at. Like, what the fuck is this? What Con- else you got there, Dan? Uh, Sister Act Two, huh? <laughs> These are the two movies you're reading. At what age did your parents stop giving a shit what you picked out at the video store? Uh, for whatever reason, like. My parents were super strict about it, and then one day, just, I was allowed to buy Grand Theft Auto 3, and then after that, it was just like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) We gave in on this one thing, the floodgates are open. Right on. I think it was when the age of whenever they didn't feel like going in there anymore, and they were like, get some for us. You know what we like. So, like, you became the tastemaker of the family. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, I've, yeah, like, yeah, get something for us. You know, you know, we like, and then I just grabbed like two or three that I was gonna watch. So I got you guys the Mothman prophecies. Yeah, <laughs> I got you guys phantoms and uh, <laughs> what lies beneath. I'm gonna rock a Clockwork Orange over here. So <laughs> this movie's called Basic Instinct, and it's for adults. <laughs> yeah, try to get your parents revved up so you can play GTA Three all night. <laughs> I got you guys ten cup. <laughs> oh yeah, those are like perf like anything with like Kevin Costner or fucking Harrison Ford. You're like, all right, it's kind of an adult sexy drama, but it's got. A dad movie star in it? Hell yeah. I think we talked about it in the cliffhanger episode. That was 
I have a memory of being able to pick that out at the video store, and it was like they did not have to look at the back to see what the rating was. They just didn't give a shit, and that would have been eight or nine. And then after that, it was like, who doesn't like who cares? And I kind of became a tastemaker where I would veto stuff. Like, nah, I don't want to watch that one. Like, get that one, get that one. So your parents would both agree on a movie and you would put it back on the shelf? I feel like I would go with one of them and they're walking the outside new releases. Mm -hmm. And then I would kind of walk the classics and kind of catch up to them. And my dad would say like, all right, I got these three. And I would say like, I've heard good things about this one. This one, I don't care, you know, but this one for sure. And then I also want to get this. Because wherever store you went to had like, you know, four for 10 or four for 15 or whatever. And it's Friday night and I know we're going to watch one as a family. Then I'm going to watch one by myself, you know, and then I'm going to try to pinch in the other two before they got to go back on Sunday night. Ah, the good old days. Yeah. When I lived in Guam, the Blockbuster was like, it was a drive. So it was a big deal. Like... When your parents committed to, all right, we'll go out there Friday night, they were committing to ship. Now, we also have to make this drive on Sunday. You had Blockbuster in Guam? It yeah, there was one. Just AFIs? There was the AFIs on the base. Um, Then there was like a smaller local place on like the southern gate. But it was like super small. I remember they had a porno room. And then north of the island towards the Air Force Base, like kind of in the middle of the Air Force Base and the Navy Base was the Blockbuster. So. I remember video stores with porno rooms. And I'm like, that's so cool. And then when we worked at a video store that had a porno room, I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that small just... place was... A quarter of it was a porno room. Did you have regular people that would just, like, they'd kind of act like they were looking at movies, and then they were like, oh, what's, what's this back room over here? We used to have uh, a guy that came in, and he worked at a church, I know that, mm-hmm. and that dude would literally walk the aisles, grab, like, new releases, like, not even look at them. Just, if it was in, he'd grab it, and then he'd walk around and then you'd look at the camera and he'd be back in the porn room. <laughs> I was like, whatever, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. You'd get people that would ask, like, do you have a bathroom? And you'd be like, yeah, it's back there. Go through that door and to the right. And they would go back there and you would see him on the camera go into the porn room instead. And then they'd bring it up in the black plastic bag. But you still mm-hmm. had to take it out to scan the shit. <laughs> so... That's uh, good times. Fucking porn. Over. Speaking of porn, 1979, New York City. <sighs> I was just going to say this would have been a fantastic pick for Grimy. It's not real. Maybe. Well, too, I mean, it's too good. It's yeah. grimy as hell. It's grimy as hell. I think it fits the parameter, but it's too good. They're not like hanging around on a. You know, 
New York's porn alley or anything, though. It's not like they don't show you like the sleazy movie theaters. I mean, they're just kind of they're in Coney Island. We're not we're not downtown. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we're going to the Bronx to a meeting. Yeah. Cyrus. What's Cyrus? The The one and only. The virus. (laughs) Magic. Pure magic. No, Kron, that's a totally different movie. By the way, to interrupt this podcast, I work with another inspector where I work. And she's a lady. And she was talking today about what she was going to name her child. Do you want to continue telling the story? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. Because it's amazing. And I said, you, you have a boy's name picked out? She said, yes, it's Memphis. And I said, you're going to name your son Memphis. And she's like, yeah. I was like, hey, good barbecue, I guess. The blues, you know. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, it's not because of the city, Memphis. I was like, well, what's it from? She said, gone in 60 seconds. <laughs> and I said, what? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, that's the main character's name, Memphis. And I was like... Is that Nicolas Cage's character? And she's like, yeah. I was like, this just gets better and better. Were you like, why don't you just name him Nicholas? <laughs> I was like, that's what you want to name. I said, I don't have any dog in that fight. Like, go ahead. My daughter's named after an 80s metal band, I guess. Hair metal band. I like little Judas. She's cute as hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should see Priest. He's crazy. Um, White Snake is the best name. (laughs) But she knows I have like a a podcast, but she doesn't like know anything. Well, and White Snake's identical twin, Twisted Sister. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've had Dee Schneider on this podcast. Now, when is is Strange Land 2 coming out? (laughs) Because that's the two-day riddle everyone's clamoring for. That's your department. Come on, D. <laughs> you got to keep us updated on that. But yeah, I told her I'm like, I know that that movie's eventually going to come up on that sh- on a- on the show that we do, so it's in there. I said I think I got an idea of who would pick it. I just looked it up. The current update is uh, the Kickstarter failed to meet funding. So, <laughs> what was their goal? Uh. Three thousand dollars. Cron, you gave him five. I thought <laughs> we should just produce it. If that's Pocket the case, it. if they need three grand, Cron can get some piercings. We could put. It might be good branding. Mm-hmm. It's gonna get branded too. Yeah. You guys got to wear all these uh five dr shirts. Uh, all right. I'll I'll share a quick story, Dan. Sorry. Uh, uh, Sam's friend just went and got another ear piercing. And she happened to be hanging out at our house one weekend. And Sam said, oh, hey, there's a new tattoo piercing place that just opened a few blocks. She was like, oh, I want to go get the same piercing on the other side. So they went in 
and I guess this place has a wall of fake penises showing all of the different uh, penile piercings. Applelangs you can get? And well, that's what I said. I was like, do they have any Applelangs? And they all, like, everybody looked at me like I was some fucking freak. I'm like, I just know, I happen to know what an Applelang is. I'm sorry, but. Did, did they have ask? one? Did you find it on the wall? I don't think they knew. I should have said, you guys got to watch Strange Lane and get back to me. Mm-hmm. See if you identified that. Cron Howard's like, what's that? What's the name of that place? Mm-hmm. I think I'll have time on the 27th. Yeah, I could always get a third. Yeah, when you come up for Russian circles, I'll take you by. Okay. That's how much real estate I'm working with, by the way. <laughs> I could get a third apple leg. Highly doubt it. Tip of your dick looks like fucking pinhead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We're here to talk about the fucking Warriors tonight. You sure? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we haven't yet. <clears throat> so, Bones, did you watch the Ultimate Director's Cut? I started it. I got through the uh, the little thing about the, the Greek soldiers or whoever they were. And I was like, I, I don't care about this. And I just fast forwarded. Okay. So that. And then it- I got to the Wonder Wheel and I was like, I don't need to watch this now. The whole movie? Oh, I just, it was after I watched, it was on my, after my first rewatch, or first watch for this. Because okay. I bought it on Apple. And then, you know, when you finish the movie and you close out, it takes you to the, the menu and it had extras. And I thought, well, let me see what, what they've got. So I watched 20 minutes of one of the behind the scenes. Carl, did you watch any of those? Uh, I did not watch any of the special features. Okay. Uh, Mr. Walter Hill, he does defend the comic inserts and the warriors tell, Greek warriors tell at the beginning. That's actually him narrating at the beginning. That He wanted Orson Welles to originally do that, but the studio said. Oh, the <laughs> Greek warriors known for their... What's the thing he says in that commercial? <laughs> he doesn't do anything? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, the French. Uh, Orson, Orson, your line. <laughs> he doesn't do anything. So, yeah, the studio said no on that. <clears throat> to the this, Greek this, thing? No, to the Orson Welles thing. They didn't want to pay for that, apparently. And they. No! I'll only do Transformers, <laughs> said Orson Welles. I guess the the budget why and budget wise is why they didn't add the original comic inserts in there as well, which I felt they could have got some like I, don't know, I felt it was too like kids cartoony ish. Felt it could have been like a little more. Like realistic comic, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, like the way that I think the e- animation, even looked. in a different style, I don't think you need it. I don't. Yeah, you don't. I don't think it's necessary. I think the 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 theatrical opening is fantastic. I think the comic inserts are more out of place. Like 
I guess I'm okay with housing the movie inside of like, hey, I'm trying to tell you the Odyssey or something. I mean, it seems like that's kind of, you know, it's going to be this journey home. So I guess I think drawing that comparison is fine, but I also don't know if you just watch the theatrical cut. Like if, if someone told you, hey, that's the Odyssey, you'd be like, oh yeah, that is the Odyssey. I don't know anyone that would be like, no, dude, it's not fucking explained. Like, that's not what that shit is. I don't think you... I don't think you need to know that. Well, I think the comic the comic cutaways make less sense to me than just saying, like, I'm trying to tell you a Greek traditional story, you know? And some of them are just the scene that they ended on. Mm-hmm. Isn't that all of them? Don't they just like fade into that comic view and then you bounce you over somewhere else? Other squares, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which in, I know they have the little tag, like, meanwhile and stuff like that. I think that was in the original. Just like up in the corner. I thought. I might be wrong on that, though. I wasn't sure. But... I agree with Quran. I don't think you really need the comic book inserts here. I don't know why that would. I said that too. Yeah, well, I agree with Bones as well. Okay, just well. Jesus Christ. I, I also don't. I don't think it ruins the movie either, though. Like I saw, you know, a Reddit post where someone was like, "The director's cut ruined the movie," <laughs> and it's like, shut it, the fuck up. It's, yeah. it's an extra minute total, like. Jesus it's like Christ. a minute, 30 seconds, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, gentlemen, I want to know, what do we love about the Warriors? What makes this a five-star banger in your eyes? It's efficient. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it uses just some real quick classic techniques to tell you what you need to know. I mean, they, they do have to, I think there's maybe one or two little bits of like forced exposition, but for the most part, it's got a incredible opening. I mean, maybe the most two memorable, like memorable lines from that era. Can you dig it and come out to play? The, uh, the warriors are almost so bland that you can kind of connect to them and insert yourself in the gang. You know, there's no real standout. Might might take a half half a star away f- from me to show my hand here, but Kron? Um I think it's a it is a low budget movie, but um, obviously set in New York, and I, a person who has never seen New York City, understands it's New York City because of all the subway <laughs> stuff happening. So I think it works because it's just kind of like they obviously couldn't go film in like a, you know, historic or known location. But to me, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's New York. Like, I totally get this. Um <laughs> It's real easy to jump into it and feel, you know, like you know what's happening in honestly a world that is preposterous. Like, there's no way 
any of the things that are actually happening in this movie would occur in real life. So, Well, that's part of the reason people really like this movie and were attracted to it. Yeah, uh, I was just arguing that's why it's a five-star movie, Dan. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. Walter Hill actually depicted gangs as a normal activity that happens in the city instead of a negative one on the city. Well, they also got fun little goofy <laughs> things that they all do. We're I mean, a, it's 78. We're a, we're a baseball gang. Okay, whatever. I mean, you'd be in Baseball Fury. Come on. You know you Fuck no. Uh, I think if you remember a few episodes ago, I said I would be in the Lizzie's, but after watching this, I would probably be in that gang that dresses like Jeff Fahey from The Lawnmower Man. With the uh, skates? Yeah. They all have <laughs> denim overalls and like red and yellow shirts underneath. <laughs> you do have a thing for Heelys. So. I'd be in the mower men. <laughs> VR headsets and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're going to start getting a lot of weird follows after this episode. I hope so. Let me be your cyber Christ. <laughs> well, I'm glad both of you love it. Joe Walsh. Uh, fuck yeah, right? Great song. Kron I mean, the, the, the music. Yeah, he knows who Joe Walsh is. I hope you don't mind. That's... Uh, is it Zor- Zorbin Borzin? What's the um, the score done by? Uh, Barry <coughs> Pepper like Von Zorbin or some shit. Pepper. Yeah. Anyway, fucking incredible theme. Yeah, this was one of the, the first uh, baseball fury chase. That music is fucking great. One of the first uh, synthesizer uh, fucking scores throughout besides the joe walsh stuff and uh, i think another original track the synthesizer the synthesizer i don't know i think this was after uh assault on precinct 13 it's all synth boom, 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 boom. who directed that boom boom uh barry vorzen is the theme music for barry this, pepper sorry. never heard of her bow 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 all right. Yeah, we got a great soundtrack here. We got a great intro, the subway introduction uh, as they're traveling to the Bronx for this meeting is fucking fantastic. Dan, we're trying to do Assault on Pre-C-13 theme here. <clears throat> that, I, Kron will change one of his movies, so I'll have to watch Assault on Pre-C-13 as a five-star banger, I'm sure. All right. You guys ready to start spoiling Diablo style on this plot? Let's do it. All right. Cyrus is the leader of the Gramercy Rifts there in New York. And he's the most powerful gang member. They're the most powerful gang in New York City. They have requested that each of the city's gangs send nine unarmed delegates to Van Cortlandt Park for a midnight summit. 
The Warriors, a multiracial gang from Coney Island, attend this summit. I think that's also an important aspect of the movie, is the diversity. Mm-hmm. There's a... Because didn't Hill want like an all-black, all-Hispanic cast, and the studio was like a little nervous about that? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind a of lot of fights but. between Hill and the studio, but I guess his producer kind of kept him out of those fights a lot, he said. So, uh, this was... He had did um, Hard Times. Was it Hard Times? Yeah. And what was the other one? Uh, one other one, because this was his third. Was it Streets of Fire? I don't think it was Streets of Fire. 48 Hours? No, that's later. No, that was later. Those were both later. I'm looking it up. Keep going. Mr. Hill is credited with doing Buddy Cop. That's... The Driver. Brewster's Millions? Oh, that's a good movie. Yeah. We're not going to bring that one up, Cron. <clears throat> so, yes, uh, he did want an all-black cast. Uh, studio did push that, so he did add uh, some regular old whiteies in there. <laughs> Losers. Lame. Yeah. Um, They do attend this summit. This is apparently two hours away from Coney Island. At the summit... Uh, Cyrus proposes that they assemble a citywide truce and alliance that would allow the gangs to control the city together. Now, I guess at this time, Paul Kersey's not on the scene because I feel like a lot of these gangs would have been thinned out. Not got involved yet. All right. Police haven't got that desperate. It's your constitutional right. Just a conscientious objector uh, avenging the death of his wife and daughter. (laughs) He just wanted to have some ice cream. That's it. Mm -hmm. Never seen Death Wish 2, by the way. Give it time. (laughs) All right. Cyrus, um, of course... He makes a spectacular speech here at the beginning. This is where we get the famous lines of, can you dig it? Can you count, suckers? It's all in numbers. Um, He explains the numbers here that there are way more gang members in New York than there are cops. And if they did work together, that they could be running this city. Nothing would move without our knowledge. So... Everybody loves this. The gangs are on board with this gentleman. They're clapping. They're having a good old time. Uh, Until a little guy named Luther fucks that all up. He's the leader of a gang called the Rogues. Uh, He shoots Cyrus as police officers are coming in for a raid on the summit there in the city. This uh, ensues chaos. Luther realizes that one of the warriors... Fox appears to suspect him and makes a false accusation, which leads to the vengeful rifts to attack the warlord Cleon. That's the warlord for the warriors. Cron, can you name all the warriors? Mm hmm. Do it. Fox. That's one. Uh, Hamill. Uh, 
Jupiter. Yep, that's three. Uh, Marv, Harry. Uh, well, the Wet Bandits—they broke apart from the Warriors. <laughs> they're at this many. They're an offshoot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, old, old boy. Okay. Six, and uh, Barry Pepper, <laughs> and uh, Donald. Dugan. Donald Dugan. Mm-hmm. From Street Fighter? Yeah. Donald Dugan. That's all of them. That's the, the Warriors. The Warriors. Dan, can you name the actual Warriors? Um, Seth Curry. Draymond I, I, Green. I at least got one, dude. I think it's Steph Curry, right? Not Seth. Did I say Seth? Yeah. Doesn't he have a brother named Seth? <laughs> Um, Kevin Durant at one point. Uh, we got, let's see here. We got Snow. We got Cleon. We got Ajax. Um, we got Rembrandt. Oh. We got... Harry and Marv. Co- Cohos, Cohosi, Cochise, Cochise, Swan. Oh man, there's two more. Fox, three more. Did I say Fox already? Fuck. All right, that's what's the, what's the other three? Vermin and Cowboy. Oh, Vermin and Cowboy. That's right. Fuck. Wait, you said <clears throat> who's the other three? You just well, he two. said I, uh, I said he Fox. said he said Fox. Oh, okay, sorry. All the super cool dudes. Rembrandt actually died at twenty six of cancer. That's in a real bummer. life. Yeah, he's the the one that spray painted Cron. <laughs> he's the one that spray painted me. <laughs> Outside the store? <laughs> Damn. Did he fake his own death too? Yeah. <laughs> and then he became a canonically a three foot tall eleven year old. Leader of a child gang. Yeah. He's pretty short. No wonder best, they were so best organized. years of his life. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> So after all this Fox accusation, they start beating the shit out of Cleon here. Uh, the Warriors do find an escape, and Bones, I'm sure, loves this because they just start oh, fuck, fucking yes. punching through shit. They punch their way through a wall, man. Like, fucking awesome. Just getting it. Uh, they run into a, a graveyard and meet up to make sure everybody's there. They realize that Cleon's gone. Uh, Cochise has a uh, great line. Uh, I saw him, and then he wasn't there. I was running my ass off, like, or I was hauling ass. The way he's, it's it's like he really wanted to to impress upon them, like how fast he was running. Yeah, I didn't see him because I was running so goddamn fast. I think it's super interesting, like. The gangs here at this meeting, 
There should be like a 20 minute just intro of all the gangs, I think. I have a list here. Yeah. Do of well. all of I was uh, going to annoy Kron by reading it off. There's some, pissed me off at some any point. mimes. There are mimes, yeah. And then I also saw a few guys wearing what looked like a, I don't know, like a French World War One hat or something. Like a little, <laughs> like a pillbox almost with a tiny brim. Those are just shiners, dude. What are you talking about? They were lost. I thought you would have been about like the electric eliminators because they got that awesome satin jacket. I mean, I'd wear that jacket. Once I saw the Fahey's, I was pretty <laughs> locked in. See, I want the least amount of work on your colors. The Warriors, at least, it's just a vest. That's cool. Some of those gangs, it's just a black t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Like, the Orphans, it's just like an army fucking undershirt. That's awesome. Baseball Furies, fucking Mimes, any of that where you got to do a shit ton of work. Dude, I'm the, not about that. The Riffs look comfortable as shit. Fuck, yeah, dude. And you said that they were the most powerful. It's because they got discipline, dude. Nobody talks unless spoken to. Fuck, yeah. Well, you also just get to wear a kimono all the time. I mean, oh, yeah. Your balls are breathing. You can move. I mean, I think Karan would have probably been in the imps. <laughs> are the magici- are magicians. No, see, that that's too elaborate for me. Maybe the meat packers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, sure. Are I think Nick... Duh. Who were the ones, I don't know if they named them, but just in, they were just in a black t-shirt. And what I liked about them was that their leader paid for everybody's uh, subway. Like they had a very efficient, like he just put in their coin and let them walk through. And I was like, all right, these seem like logistics minded. I enjoy this. Well, yeah, they got to, you know, pay their shit to the city. Subway's mm-hmm. getting them there. Well, you don't want any heat, man. Like, the whole point of this is to, you know, I don't a, a, a parlay. There are a whole lot of guys uh, jumping turnstiles later in this movie, so. That is true. And then you see the, the guy in the back, he's just like. <laughs> he's not coming he, out. What's he going to do with these nine sweaty shirtless dudes hopping? Got kids on roller skates. I ain't going out there. Got to sit here and read this porn mag. Mm-hmm. I'm a security guard in a movie. It's mm-hmm. what we do. I think we have a list for that on our letter. Our Bones' letterboxed. Go check that out. Somewhere in there. Do you think it's fucked up that they tag the gravestone? Nah. <laughs> I think it's more fucked up in the... In the sense of, why are you leaving a marker of what direction you're heading every yeah leave a breadcrumb yeah it's yeah. exactly what I was thinking like they're gonna know you were here mm-hmm. but they don't know yet that there's a hit out for them but true uh, on I the other side really isn't yet I mean I've de- I've desecrated a gravesite before so no I had no problem with that part of it don't don't admit that. Well, the ritual had to get completed, Dan. I mean. Oh, I thought you were prepping your gravesite mm-hmm. with like a trap door so you can 
get yourself out of your casket after you fake your death. I told you I'm not going in, dude. No. That's the fourth crime that's the the key with. is to is oxygen tank down there. Mm-mm. I'm not going in a little in. tunnel. I gave a hobo five bottles of I'll put Jim you beam. in the fucking ground. No, dude. <laughs> I already got it all worked out. Uh, the warriors escape here, unaware that they have bl- been blamed for Cyrus's killing. The Rifts, they get an update. They ask, who, who are the warriors? And they decide that they are going to put out a hit on the warriors. Yeah, you this, think they're the coolest gang, but the Rifts don't get a lot of uh, secondary input. I mean, they're kind of... Who did it? Warriors? Okay. Good enough for us. They do put out a hit on the Warriors, and they do this through a radio DJ that apparently everybody listens to. Uh, this is pretty sweet. The fuck It's 79. There's two radio stations. And There's one of them like is four. Dedicated to gangland violence. <laughs> hey, Baba Booey, uh, did you have a date this weekend? That was my Howard Stern impression. Yeah. Baba Booey. Oh, oh, your tits look amazing. I'm so rock hard right now. I'm like three inches. What's her name? Robin. 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 Look at this. You got to look at this. Don't look away. She's so hot right now. Um. All right. They put this out on a radio DJ. They put the hit out. Uh, all you boppers. We got a we got a cool close up of just uh this lady's mouth talking into the microphone here as she's playing songs for the warriors and and all the gangs that are going after them. So um, they got a hit out on them, and they got to make it back to Coney Island. Interesting. She didn't play a rockapella record. I mean, no. Not not under this circumstance. Uh, Swan, the war chief, takes charge of the group as they try to get home. Through the warrior's main enforcer and brawler Ajax, he disagrees that Swan should become the leader over him. But uh, they chill out and decide, let Swan go with it. Uh, we move on to the Turnbull ACs as the Warriors are trying to get to the train station to make it back to Coney Island. They spot the Warriors and try to run them down with a school bus, but the Warriors escape. The Turnbull ACs are all skinheads, but they are a a, a diverse group of skinheads. <laughs> it, it just seems like if you've gone bald, you can join up. Well, and got cool, like, colored on tattoos. I guess. It just, I feel like if you were going to depict a, a skin. That one dude, that one dude's forearm tattoos do not hold up in HD, man. At the very end, there's one. Dry on the, erase marker. On the riffs, yeah. It just says, like, MB, and you can see, like, he just wrote it. <laughs> the tattoos are bad. 
HD, I will say, I watched it on Blu-ray on the 4K on the PS5. And yeah, you could see every chest pimple and every razor bump on their face. Yep. I was like, you just need to smell it. That's all you need. And you'd be there. We pump the smell of hot dogs into the theater to create the authentic New York experience. Come to Coney Island. Hot dog water and cab exhaust. And rat shit. <laughs> They're never going to allow us to go to New York. It's smell vision Come on. I have no interest in going to New York. Mm-hmm. It, Chicago... I it was I was so fucking anxious the entire time. I can't. L.A. is the same way. I I would ne- I can never go. You don't think L.A. would be a little more laid back? I think the people would be so laid back that it would put me off. Like New York is so fucking crazy, and L.A. is so fucking chill. I need to be in my midwestern like kind of paranoia. I need to go to Denver. Dude, dude, don't write it off. Come shred the gnar. (laughs) California Cron? (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing, dude. (laughs) Did you surf today? Yeah, I hit my head real hard in a rock, dude. Oh, man. Damn. I can see you're bleeding. Did you... Don't go to sleep tonight. Okay. (laughs) Thanks for See the, how agreeable he is? Thanks it's for terrible. the advice, it's, Doc. It's terrible. How big was the wave? It was, uh, uh... Keanu Reeves caught me surfing it on Australia, dude. That's how big it was. Uh, all right, dude. Nice well, pull. He tried to take me back in, and I was like, I'll die in the water. Oh, did you purposely smash your head against that rock so you would die? Yeah. Man of your word, huh? Exactly, dude. I totally barreled the wave, and then I was like, I got to kill myself, though. (laughs) Promise Keanu. (laughs) I'm a man of my word. Damn, dude. (laughs) Even Canadian Cron, or uh, California Cron is trying to fucking kill himself. Yeah. So all these dudes named Kron. The multi the multiverse Krons need to they need some therapy, man. I took out a big insurance policy on my life, dude. <laughs> you don't have insurance, you know that. Uh, as of yesterday. <laughs> all right. The Warriors they escape and board the the train. And they think they're home free. On the ride to Coney Island, the train is stopped uh, by a building fire alongside the tracks. Hmm. Oh, I wonder who did that. Coincidence. The Warriors are kind of on to that, like, damn. Hmm. Somebody fucking watching Big Trouble in Little China. (laughs) Stranded, the Warriors, who are in Tremont right now, are setting out. They start to set out on foot. They encounter the orphans, who are insecure about their low status in the gang hierarchy. <laughs> uh, first, first point: pick a cooler name, and maybe you'll get a little respect. They do. They look the part. Oh, they look so pathetic. 
They look the little name. the little snap to like, hey, get that newspaper clipping. Like, <laughs> see, the, I think the it would have been It would have been a good touch if they had laminated that that newspaper clipping. The one time they made it in, yeah, they may as well be like the cocks or something. Like <laughs> they're just the betas. This guy has to Incredible. be related to David Schwimmer. Has to be. Oh, uh, for sure I have seen images on Google where people put them side by side. I was looking up a photo for him for a tweet, and uh, it's there. I was like, yeah, that's like he's sad. He's like half Joey Ramone, half David Schwimmer. Budget-wise, a lot of these guys are uncredited because they were just like, hey, you want to be in the movie? They were actual orphans that <laughs> Walter Hill brought in. They might have shot all at night. Uh, 95% of it was shot at night. So just terrible conditions, they said. It was horrible. But it's so good. It was great. worth it, guys. It's so it's worth, worth it. it. Uh, like I said, they're... They're pissed off because they're excluded from the meeting with Cyrus. Uh, this is where we meet uh, Mercy, the girlfriend of uh, the orphan leader. She starts to kind of... Uh, well, she she gets in a confrontation with Swan. And she kind of goes back and forth between two of the gangs of trying to get them to fight, pretty much. And the orphans are like, yo, you can come through our territory. You're fine. And then she kind of antagonizes and is like, you can't let them come through wearing their colors. And so, of course, the orphans try to act tough. And it's like, you got to take your colors off. And they're like, yeah, we're not fucking doing that. We're the warriors. Uh, They look worried, too. They're all like, these guys. These guys bop, man. Yeah, there are 20 of us and nine of them. And they're going to kick our dicks into the dirt. The the warriors look. No, no, uh, the orphans. orphans okay, yeah. the orphans outnumber them, and they look worried that they're going to have to fight. Yeah, Molotov cocktail gets rid of that. Swan throws one, and this allows the warriors to get away to the nearest subway station. Uh, impressed and desperate to escape her depressed neighborhood, Mercy follows the warriors. How do you guys feel about the Swan-Mercy relationship? Cron? I'm not a huge fan of it. In the, I mean, they just seem like they hate each other in the beginning, but I think you, you get that scene later in the movie where uh, all those prom kids come in I think it's the best scene in the movie, but um, yeah, it's like by then they're bonded in a way. You know, it's like they're in the shit together. So yeah, I think by the time you get to the end of it, it kind of all works out. But I don't. It's a rough journey to get there. So I think from what I've read, in the original idea was to have Swan. <laughs> was going to be abducted by a homosexual game gang called the Dingoes. <laughs> but uh, I guess the chemistry between these two 
made Walter Hill change his mind and <laughs> plan out a different story for him. The movie's getting me too hot now. <laughs> I'm cutting the scene. A dingo took your swan. Uh, yeah, man. I feel like every time I watch this movie, I have a different take on it because on its surface, it's so rough and aggressive, their relationship, but it starts to grow on you and you start to see like, oh, this is all her defense and he is just like not having fucking any of it, but kind of respects it. Like it, it kind of makes me like him more. Now, I do think that he's a little aggressive in some of, like, the threats that he makes to her, like when he's calling her her bluff. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I agree with you. On this rewatch, I really did enjoy that uh, that scene with uh, when they're sitting there and the prom kids come in. And, she like, he stops her from, like, don't fix your hair. Like, mm-hmm. who, who fucking gives a shit? Like, you earned this. Mm-hmm. Like you were going through stuff, don't let them fucking judge you. Um, I think he's really strong. It's good. It's a good part. Yeah, and we'll <clears throat> we'll get there a little later. Where we get there? All right. When the group arrives at the ninety sixth Street and Broadway, apparently, whoever wrote this plot out is from New York. <laughs> Uh, in Manhattan, they are pursued by police officers and separated. The three of them, uh, Vernon, Vermin, Vernon, Vroom Vroom, Rembrandt, Vermin, Vermin, Rembrandt, and Koch. What is it? Koshia? Kochi, Kochis, 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 right? Kochis, Kochis, yeah. They escape by boarding the subway car. Fox, he starts struggling with the police officer and is thrown onto the tracks. Dead, dude. This Rough. this scene's pretty cool too. I mean the the slow mo shot of him getting like thrown over the edge. It's a pretty good shot. Is it the first slow mo? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because he Cause uses some on some of the action. Later they've on. got some fun ADR with him. Like, get out of here. Just go. And then he's just tossed. Mm -hmm. So I guess this was a guy that he hired who thought was going to be like a big star. And I guess he just ended up being like super fucking annoying. And he was supposed (laughs) to have a bigger part. But Walter Hill was like, kill him off like as soon as you can. And I guess this guy got pissed off and demanded that his name be taken out of the credits. Now, once listen, I get to my notes, I'll get to That's that. like the inverse of Vermin, right? Who was supposed to die. Yeah, but but they, they liked, him. liked him. They're so like, much. he's funny, so keep him. Yeah. So he got a bigger part. What a way to make a movie. Fuck you. You're dead. Let's kill him. <laughs> You're cool. Like you can you, stick bro. around. Yeah. Now, yeah, listen, and- I've uh, taken out a big insurance policy on this kid. So <laughs> if he actually dies, so be it. All right, he's he's killed as uh, Mercy gets away. Swan, Ajax, or Swan, Ajax, and Snow and Cowboy are chased uh, by the baseball Furies into Riverside Park. How do you uh, know it's Cowboy? It's got a cowboy hat on. Oh man, look at that chest hair too, baby. 
You think he got um, the name or the hat first? I, got, I think he got the hat first. <laughs> he was trying it out. I need something. Something to make me a little different here. Yeah, they were they were just calling him a Carl up until that point. <laughs> I mean, Cowboy Carl's pretty cool, though. Mm-hmm. Isn't that from fucking Pee Wee? I don't know. Is that Lawrence Fish Fishback? <laughs> Lawrence Fishback. That's a throwback joke, guys. Cowboy Curtis was his name. Curtis. Although there there is a an official Cowboy Carl on Instagram. Uh-oh. Yeah, he's the if official they're... mascot of the Copple Cowboys. I got that blue check, partner. Two post. <laughs> check it out. It's official. All right, so we get our Baseball Furies fight, gentlemen. Um, are we scared of the Baseball Furies? No. No? Mm-mm. You spend that you much time. You just stay on concrete. Their fucking cleats are going to just destroy their fucking feet after a while. You spend that much time doing your makeup. It's hard for me to be afraid of you. <laughs> I think the Furies could take you, Karan. I'm not saying a gang of 15 people going to beat the shit out of me, Dan. I'm just saying... <laughs> I mean, I think it worked, man. I thought they kept up with them pretty good running wise. Oh, yeah. They've definitely got cardio, but. For baseball players, I was like, that's kind of impressive. Mm -hmm. I like how the one guy runs with his bat in his palm so he can like move better with it. Mm -hmm. The running is great in this movie. That's a logical way to run with a bat, though. You wouldn't want it out by the, you know knob because then you got a weird weight distribution thing going on yeah my knob's always out in front and it's uh <laughs> throws me off i almost have to like start like helicoptering my dick because at least the momentum will help me stay forward it's like a gyroscope <laughs> like the back of a helicopter mm-hmm. but then you start rotor, flying. you know if i if i if i start coasting and I lean back a little bit. I will get a little bit of lift, but, <laughs> but so yeah, you, if I don't pre-spin my dick, if I just start taking off. So you're not running zigzag naturally. It's just because of your dick. Oh yeah, that's why. It's why I've yet to be shot in combat. He's got a uh, bronze mm-hmm. star, folks. All right, they defeat the baseball furies in a stolen pr- valor. <laughs> Stolen Fowler. Hey. 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 Uh, they defeat the Baseball Furies in this brawl. Pretty good brawl. I mean, some of the fighting is kind of... It's 78. I mean... Yeah, I noticed on this watch there was one... And it's just like a very fast scene. But there's one where a Baseball Fury is just standing there while a warrior runs up behind him. Like, grabs his shoulder, spins him around, and punches him. And it's like, yeah, you're not even doing anything, guy. The tactic is cool of Swan, like, breaking off. And then, was it Ajax and Cowboy keep going? And Cowboy's just like, I can't fucking keep running, dude. And Ajax is like, great, I want to fucking fight anyway. Mm-hmm. And then Snow and Swan coming in, is it, it's a good, t- obviously it worked, like, I don't so know how that to see him though. Connected to the Greek thing is kind of cool, but again, yeah, you would see them obviously veer off. 
But they really do. It doesn't take much to work them because Cowboy gets knocked down. So it's really like three against eight. No problem. Yeah, and his mo through him. Baseball figures look fucking badass, though. <sighs> They're a cool gang, but I don't know. They're cooler. You can get those Lizzie's in here, dude. <laughs> you love the Lizzie's, bro. Hey. They have. They're doing something for me, dude. <laughs> oh, shit. These girls are packing. Uh, after the fight, Ajax sees a lone woman sitting on a park bench and leaves the group despite Swan's uh, warnings. Uh, it's when the a- mom from Last Action Hero. Is it? Yeah. Uh, he becomes sexually aggressive towards this lady. Yeah, he gets uh, what he deserves. She reveals that she's an undercover police officer and handcuffs his ass to a park bench and arrests him. That's the last time we see Ajax, folks. Why didn't he try to kick the slats of that bench? Like, that would be the most logical way out, right? You break a piece of the bench, get your arm out of there. No, Kron, he deserves to go to jail for I'm what he did. I'm not saying he doesn't, but he's literally like, he's trying to drag the entire bench across the concrete. He probably could have. It's just... He's pretty ripped. He was just terrified beyond the capacity for rational thought. Mm-hmm. I think he should get arrested, Dan. He seems like a terrible rapist, so... Yeah. He was out here trying to get strange wool... <laughs> I was going to say, in the beginning, he does say, I'm always up for some strange wool. I was like, jeez. Yeah. I think his his first line is like, uh, maybe we'll get some, bust some heads. And Cleon's like, just shut the fuck up. Stay in line. Like, god damn it. And then it's strange wool. Mm-hmm. And then it goes directly into, what have you been hearing about this Cyrus guy? Yeah. Magic. Pure Magic. Fucking 78. James Remar, man. Goddamn. Interesting, interesting uh, acting style. It worked for him. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so this is... Oh, this. He does yeah. a punch a cop while handcuffed, though, which, like I said, he's a terrible it's guy. It's cool. But yeah. kind, of, kind of a cool shot. I mean, uh, to still be fighting while you're handcuffed to a binge is... Well, I think she's, she's got to wail on that whistle a few times to get those cops too. Like, I mean, they're obviously up a block. <laughs> it's just gonna fly in today's world. I don't, I don't. I think this is a violation of his rights. Maybe. Uh, maybe I shouldn't defend this argument. <laughs> it's just like a cop sitting on the side of the road, like. Come on, dude. I think those sting operations, it's a little tricky, you know? It's not its not entrapment because she didn't f- force him into anything. You know, she's just doing, it's just a sting operation and he immediately starts sexually assaulting her. Like, that's that, true. You're fucking busted, so. Because mm-hmm. she let true. them run by. She didn't say shit to him, you know? Well. No. 
All right, upon Jesus arriving Christ. at Union Square, Vermin, Cochise, and Rembrandt are seduced by the all-female gang called... The Sirens. The Lizzies. The Lizzies. Oh, what a gang. I wanted it. I would have never made it to that parlay meeting. Frizzy hair and corduroy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously they have learned that the warriors are responsible for Cyrus's death, and they call them in or bring them along to their clubhouse. And uh, acting as a lone scout, Swan decides to return to Ninety Sixth Street Station, where uh, Mercy joins him. She's got a jacket, and he gives her shit, right? Where the fuck did you get that? <laughs> okay, yeah. So <clears throat> this is when they they're walking through the uh, the subway there. So the, does everybody know the story of the jacket? Uh, I do. Okay, Karan. No. Okay, so I apparently didn't watch the twenty minutes of bonus footage like Bones did. There's more than twenty minutes, sir. Well, I also read the IMDb trivia. So uh, apparently one of the scenes through this, they're running and she slipped and I guess broke her wrist at that point. Wasn't so, it Fox like didn't let go of her? And when yeah, he fell, he, he like, brought her down. Kind of dragging yeah. her and broke her wrist. So they put the jacket on her to hide the cast. So that's why that she has a jacket on there at the kind of the end of the film. Hey, uh, rolling with the punches. <laughs> Walter Hill. <laughs> Figuring it out, man. <laughs> if you want right. your $5 tonight, you'll keep filming. <laughs> this is also where they kind of go back and forth where uh, Swan is giving her shit about kind of being like a whore. But she kind of lays it on him about her neighborhood that she's from and how the, why she wants to get the fuck out of there and all that shit. Um, after a, It's a... Man, it's electric, that charge. I mean, they got it. They got a connection. Oh, man. You know Swan is fucking cleaning up. Yeah. So she's she's got to have something if, you know. I felt he kind of still thought like he didn't really want to pursue that. Yeah, I think he was, he's stoic. You know, I think he's still like, I'm the leader of these dudes. I'm trying to get everybody home. And now I got this strange wool enticing me. Guys, are you going to use this vocabulary in your everyday lives? Maybe for the next four or five episodes until we kind of move on to other bits. I've been saying a lot in confessional, so... I mean, I came in the other day and I was like, how about some of that wool? She's like, did you get a new sweater or something? She threw a blanket at you? Well, yeah. <laughs> I, was like, you know, I know Dan's wife. It would have you been, know, you can't yeah. grab a fucking blanket? <laughs> Fuck you. She's like, it's too itchy. Go stand by the stairs, bitch. <laughs> Go outside. It's warm out there. 
Um, all right. Where are we at here, folks, in this beautiful movie? We the Lizzies. The Lizzies. These bitches. All right. They're invited into their hideout. Uh, they start making out with the Lizzies. They're going oh, to town. Yeah. <laughs> These guys thinking they're going to get some wool. Seduced. Um, they're Fucking in their hideout. Rembrandt just paranoid as hell. Rembrandt knows what's up, bro. He's like, eh, this is too good to be true. Uh, is it is it Cowboy that's like, oh, just so in love? No, Cowboy. It's, it's Cowboy's Fox. with Snow trying to find Ajax. That's this right. is co. This is a Koshisi and uh, Koshisi and uh, Vernon, okay, as you said Vernon. earlier, Vermin. So because Vermin, uh, uh, he makes a reference to Mercy early on. He's like, "Why not me? I'm the one with the big one." We could run a train on you, but you probably like that. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't age well. Nah, that and the f bombs from Ajax. There are quite a few of those as well, folks. Just to be aware, um, and the <laughs> racial slur about. Getting attacked by somebody. There's a, oh, yeah. there's a lot. Being surprised attacked. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't Sorry. age well. Still a good movie, though. Hey, it's All definitely right. got an attitude and a feel I, about it. There's movies I love more with way worse shit. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. We find out that the Lizzie's here are trying to just fucking kill these guys because they know they're the warriors and they're responsible for what happened to Cyrus. Uh, oh, shit. These chicks are packing. And they are terrible shots. All right, listener. Uh, if there was a jarring cut right there, uh, it wasn't because we said anything offensive. It was that somebody let out something so fucking personal. Uh, it negated the whole point of an alias. So uh, <laughs> let's get back into the war. Company's name. <laughs> Jesus. Sensitive cucks. All right. Uh, they narrowly escaped the Lizzie's here. They leaning into the process that the game. All right, we already did that shit. All right, Swan decides to return to the 96th Street. This is where Macy, or Mercy joins them. Like I said, she has a jacket Macy on. Gray. She tried to walk away, but she stumbled and broke her arm. Or I tried to walk away. Um, oh, I tried to hide it. It's clear. My world comes when, when, you, when you are not here. Do we know the rest? Uh, I just know that one part mm-hmm. about crumbling. That's a good part. Yeah. I think she just goes back into the chorus after that. They want to believe. Can we name another Macy Grace? No. She's in Spider-Man. She sings a song in Spider-Man. Wasn't she an actress for a while? Who, Kron, to verify, yeah, Spider-Man is staying in the MCU for now. Thank God. I confused you. (laughs) Marvel's got him for another year. God. Extended his contract. I would be so embarrassed if somebody saw my text messages to you having to explain. We'll put it Fucking on the Instagram. Earth 616 in the MCU Fucking versus stupid, Sony. Dude. <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious that you were actually confused. They, they signed, <laughs> hey, don't worry out there, listener. They 
they signed, they extended his contract. I literally responded to him. I don't know if you're fucking with me or not, so I I, I do not want to pause Lawnmower Simulator and try to explain this to you. <laughs> yeah, if this is because what's of up a with joke. that? What? But I had a conversation with Bones like a week ago about this. <laughs> about I got lawnmower, on to watch simulators, and I'm it's like, oh, somebody's online, and I looked, and it's like Bones Lawnmower Simulator. I was like, huh, dude? He's been putting so, in the hours on that thing. Oh man. I got a, I got four employees now. Jesus I up, updated my my headquarters. I so paid off my I, initial loan. Are you gonna update your I, fucking gotta, rate my letterbox for the lawnmower man? Mm-hmm. Dude, maybe. I mean, I can't touch it. It's it's no, that's true. Yeah. It's locked on the big list. I I enjoyed lawnmower man. I gave it a fair rating. It was good bits. But lawnmower simulator man, check it out. Have you after got a to, hard day, just just yeah, zoning out. Yeah, after and a just hard day of uh, cutting your grass and weed eating, make sure to jump on a lawnmower simulator and do it all over again. Have you got to mind control lawnmower yet? Mm-mm. That's a upper level. That's. <laughs> what if in the middle of that game though, like you log my phone rang. Well, it's like you logged uh, 30 hours in the game, and they're like, hey, there's this guy that wants to take you to a lab because your mind's growing. <laughs> it became a it's, whole it's sep- a tumor, though. Yeah, it became a whole separate part of the game. Would you like to take some shots? It's legit, man. You got to perform maintenance on your fleet after each <laughs> thing. You can't let the blade run, like if you cross a sidewalk or whatever. If you get too crazy with the weed eater and you cut the neighbor's yard, like you get fined, it's <laughs> it's somehow stressful and peaceful. I don't understand it. Cool. My dad and <laughs> uncle are killing 14-year-olds in Call of Duty and I'm playing Lawnmower Simulator. <laughs> I don't know which way is up anymore, guys. At least you can sit there and play it. That's all I'll say. I'm jealous. Yeah. I wish I could walk away, but I always stumble. <laughs> Though I try to hide it, it's clear. You My are... world crumbles when you're not here. What it... did she act in? Spider-Man. No. There's a movie where she's like, oh, she's in Training Day, wasn't she? Let's look it up because we are not talking about the Warriors. She is in Training Day. She's like, uh, yeah, one of the houses they go into, she comes out. She's one of the houses they go into. No, like one of the houses they go to, she's in there like... Causing a whole bunch of fucking oh, here we go. ruckus. I try to say goodbye and I choke. Try to walk away and I stumble. Though I try to hide it, it's clear. My world crumbles when you are not near. Goodbye and I choke. I try to walk away and I stumble. Though I try to hide it, it's clear. My world crumbles when you are not near. That's your chorus. Go, ninja. Go, ninja. Go. <laughs> Yo, it's the green machine. All right. After reaching the Union Square station, 
they re- they're reunited with the remaining warriors and engage in a fight with a roller skating gang, the punks. The Fahis. <laughs> Macy. It, it is an incredible sequence with that one chasing them or following them. Like as he skates just out of that door and then kind of zigzags down that ramp. Like it is just great tension building. I don't know how you don't hear that though. There's so much noise in New York City. I'm assuming <laughs> you tune a lot out, right? That's true. He put Maybe. his uh, heelys into stealth mode. That's why you wanted to be part of this Those gang. bearings were extra looped. <laughs> Mercy proves herself in combat as she uh, helps the gang fight in the bathroom. Like I said, pretty good fight scene here. In the Which bathroom. she doesn't want to go into because it's a men's room. Yeah. Vermin has to pull her in. After all of the shit we've been through, that's what you're coming up with, lady? She just didn't want to fight. A member of a different gang visits the Riff and tells them that uh, they saw Luther shoot Cyrus. So now the Riffs are on to, oh shit, the Warriors. Have oh, what did what do you guys think about those like inserts every time like one of the, uh, like when the ACs and the, the Furies like lose them and they would cut to like the riff leader getting like, you know, he'd be in profile and they have like one person come into the frame Giving them reports. and whisper. I thought that, yeah, I thought yeah, those like, were so fucking cool. Turnball. They're like backlit and shit. Yeah. They're like the turnball ACs fucked it up. <laughs> like, All right. <laughs> Turns out the baseball theories couldn't get the out or something. Yeah. I think that's they the, dropped the ball. That's the, is that the radio lady though? Yeah. That one. Yes. Yeah. But they do, yeah, have the riffs. I think there's two or three where they update the riffs. Like, yo, they failed. And the when the that other gang member comes to tell him that it was the rogues, the riff leader sitting there, and as like one of his lackeys walks up, he's kind of like, "Who fucked up now?" Like he just knows that they keep getting away. That guy's tattoos, like the guy that says that Luther was the one that shot him. <laughs> They're bad. <laughs> that was a fucking sound guy. That was not an act. That was just some guy they threw a vest on. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to walk up here and look dumb. Yeah, color some tattoos on him. Make him look like a gang member. Uh, at dawn, the warriors finally reach Coney Island, only to find Luther and the rogues waiting for him. This is where we get the famous... Warriors come out and play with the uh, bottles. Uh, apparently, he wanted to use dead pigeons, but they were like, "Yeah, that doesn't make any sense." As like the final gang, <laughs> a gang of <laughs> dead pigeons. He wanted to bang two dead yeah. pigeons together. He wanted to have pigeons in his hand, I guess. Dead pigeons don't That's... open dead dove. Yeah. <laughs> Return like, from eh. whence you came. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> uh, Swan challenges Luther here to a single combat, but Luther pulls out a gun. Swan dodges a shot and throws a switchblade that he'd taken off of one of the punks. He would have hit one of the wrist. warriors, right? Like, yeah, he should have shot. <laughs> there should have been one of them in the background. Rembrandt, like, ah! Rembrandt should have been, like, shot. <laughs> yeah. Who's a worse shot? 
Luther or the Lizzies? Uh, he could be the Lizzies, the Lizzies. They pop off what twelve, fifteen rounds. Don't hit nobody. I'd say the Lizzies. Harry, you're a terrible shot. <laughs> uh, he throws a switchblade. It hits Luther in the wrist, disarming him. Uh, the wrist. The rifts show up and acknowledge the warrior's courage and skills before taking out the rogues. Uh, but don't apologize for just. Putting a head out. Murdering on. Luther and or uh, Cleon. We don't know if Cleon's dead, though. Oh, he did. I think if he wasn't, they would have said, don't worry about Cleon, he's still alive. <laughs> I think the script called that he met back up with them when they got back to Coney Island at one point, but I guess it didn't make it in there. The final cut. That I think... I would have liked the riffs a little bit more, like if they showed up and Cleon's like all beaten and shit. Like, sorry, man. Yeah, because Cleon was fucking cool, man. Mm-hmm. Good leader. Uh, as the riffs descend upon Luther, screams the radio DJ announces. Oh, no! the- <laughs> such a bitch! The big alert has been called off. And salutes the Warriors with a song of In the City by Joe Walsh. Uh, The film ends with them walking down the Coney Island beach and having some good old times. So that was the Warriors, guys, from 1979. A five-star banger in the eyes of five-day rentals. Uh, It opened on February 9th, 1979 with a budget of four to six million dollars. Uh, pulled in over twenty-two million. Sol Yorkup Yurik is the author of the original book. Uh, he was a um, the fuck was he? He was a journalist or something, right? No, he worked for um, Child and Youth Services. That's right. That's right. And uh, he's kind of writing this book to kind of show that these kids the the lives of these kids that's why that the gangs and all that shit how terrible it was so it kind of got turned flipped around whenever the a movie fucking studio bought the rights yeah they needed a teacher to come in and teach them calculus yeah rest in peace coolio so they could stand and deliver the substitute Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Tom Berenger? <laughs> uh, like I said, we covered uh, Maisie getting hurt there. Uh, supposedly, President Ronald Reagan was a fan of the film and even called uh, what's his name to the Snow's character, Beck, to tell him. Well, that I certainly enjoyed it. that picture <laughs> while Nancy went down on me. <laughs> She was drunk again? No, from I think she just blew him all the time. She, she was like a notorious um, uh, uh, blowjob giver, apparently. Top dome around Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, because she was drunk. Well, well. <laughs> Wasn't that Gerald Ford's wife that was the drunk? I thought Reagan. Wasn't she the one that had the Nancy or Carter was the one that was shit faced all the they're, time. They're she, all I mean, they were all old fucking, people. What, they're yeah. 
sauced by 11 I, I in think, the morning every day. I think Nancy ran the country for the last three years of his eight years. He was so fucking out of it. Well. His balls were so fucking empty. He just had <laughs> no energy. Yeah. I certainly enjoyed the diversity of your picture. What do I do now? Uh, Mr. Gorbachev, can you dig it? <laughs> dig it out the wall, yes. Uh, Vermin was uh, scripted to be killed by the Lizzies, but they kept him in because they said they liked him. Uh, they actually hired uh, some of the real gangs to protect some of their trucks while filming. Uh, they did take a lot of shit in New York for filming at night, making a lot of noise and shit, so people were not very happy with that. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Didn't they get peed on? Yeah, at one point. Somebody peed on them for making noise and shit on the street? Uh, it's fucking New York. It, they shoot during the day, they block traffic, and people get pissed. They shoot at night and make noise. Like, didn't Stern... Wasn't that a big thing that Stern fought for? Was like getting construction and like utility stuff to be done at night because it was causing all the traffic problems. I feel like in the 90s, he was a big proponent of that. And now he has a driver. Yeah. Now I don't even think they're remotely in the same studio. I think they're like all separated because he, he went like really COVID cautious. He was like, oh, shit, I don't have to go in the office now? <laughs> yeah, it was such a burden to go in two days a week for four hours. Yeah. <laughs> Three days a week. What a rough schedule. It cried you go into the office three days a week. What are you talking three about? Eight hours a day, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. Fuck. <laughs> that always irritated the shit out of me. And then it would be like a fucking... Oh, we're taking a two-week break. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Let's play at my uh, fucking Springsteen interview over. Like, all right. Half of the channel is talking about how great the other half of the channel is. Mm -hmm. Like, there's literally a post-show that's just there to talk about how great or, the show was. And all he does now is just get into the lives of the people that are working there with him. Well, oh, it's unlistenable. Uh, His interviews are great. He's a great interviewer. That's what it should be, but yeah, when they're dealing with like some fucking forty-five-year-old limo driver's virginity or some shit, or like, I told eat that shit up, man. What did you Saturday night? Would you you went on a date Saturday night with her? Oh, tell, tell us about that. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't give a shit what JD did. Robin just wants to read the news. Damn it! Well, she blew me. <laughs> All right. Uh, the original opening of this film did have Cleon's uh, girlfriend saying that she did not want him to go to the meeting with Cyrus. Um, and it kind of introduces the warriors as he picks them of who's coming to the meetings. And they kind of walk on the uh, Coney Island uh, boardwalk there. So we kind of meet him that way instead of the subway. But they switched it over. 
like I said, we got a big list of all the uh, gang's names that were in the script. Some of them made it, some of them not. Uh, like I said, we mentioned the Dingoes, the Destroyers, the Dealers, the Colt 45s, the Fillmores, the Five Points, the Gohards, uh, the High Hats. The, the Five Pints? The, Oi, we're the Gohards. <laughs> the Gladiators, the Jesters, the Jones Street Boys, the Judas Bunch, the Lizzies, the Locos, the Meat Packers, the Mongols, the Moon Runners. I think they're mentioned. Uh, the Nickel Sticks, uh, the Panzers, the Phillies, the Punks, the Real Boys, uh, the Runaways, the Savage Huns, the Southern Cross, the Sports. I think the Stonebreakers are mentioned in there as well. Uh, the Whispers, the Yo-Yos, the Zodiacs, the Zulus. So that's just some of them. Uh, Robert De Niro was asked to be cowboy. He passed, apparently. Idiot. No De Niro's. I have a hat, Greg. I don't know. I, don't... I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? I sorry. I was uh, I was clicking on Saul Ubrick's thing here, and it looks like. There is a TV series in pre-production. Is of that the, the Warriors. Russo brothers? Uh, I don't know. I don't see anything really attached. It's just listed on IMDb as pre-production. Yeah, the Russo brothers were connected, but now I don't think they are. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, the film apparently took sixty days to shoot. They did midnight to eight a.m. every night. Hmm. Tony Danza was offered the lead, but he chose to be in the Taxi television series instead. Idiot. Nah. I think he made the right choice. Uh, like I said, there's all kinds of shit in here. Who would he? Yeah, it's been? a forty-year-old giant movie. <laughs> there's. A... Who would Tony Danza have been? He would have been the lead character. Swan? Swan. Who, who, nah. who do you think that is? <laughs> Swan's the lead. So he'd be the boss? He'd be boss. The baseball fears were created due to Walter Hill's love of baseball and the band Kiss. <laughs> and beating the shit out of people with bats. They might have won if they had a love gun instead. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all I got on the Warriors, guys. Like I said, I I think this is a five star banger in my eyes. I've just loved it since the first time I've watched it. Uh, if it's on TV, I'll watch it. I mean, shit, it's good shit, man. I mean, it's fun. It's fucking fun. Can't deny it. Gentlemen, final thoughts on uh, the Warriors from 1979? Uh, yeah, it's a good, fun movie, Dan. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's like a low-budget thing. I think it definitely punches above its weight. Um, 
I think watching it now, there is, you know, some problematic stuff if you're viewing it through a 2022 lens, but I don't know. That's not the audience it was made for either. Um, I do think the subway scene is incredible where they kind of, the prom kids come in and they're like, no, we're not going to make ourselves look better for these people. Like we're pieces of shit. We know what we are. Um, I don't know. It's a movie I've always liked. Um, I don't come back to it a ton. I've seen a few Walter Hill movies that I would probably put ahead of this one, but it's a perfectly enjoyable movie. I'd probably land somewhere around a four on this. Yeah, that subway scene it does a really good job of depicting uh, the rich kids and them as just some... Just look like they've had a night. Does a really good job. It kind of pans down all the way on our uh, our Macy here. Mercy, so, Mercy shows how uh, how My dirty her, her feet are. Here. <laughs> really shows how dirty her feet are. You know. Mm-hmm. Just. I think it's a smart scene just to pull in people that are not in this world. The entire movie is you know, just gang people, basically. So to show you, like, hey, this exists in its own little pocket. It's cool. Bounce? I think I would... I think I'm a four as well. I think this is an infinitely rewatchable movie. Uh, I just think it's got... I just wish it was a little tighter on a few things, even though it's, you know pretty tight and pretty short, pretty consistent. Um, I don't know. You kind of get to that beach scene at the end and it's, it's not as climactic as I think it needs to be. You know, Luther's really put them in a real fucking bind here. I would have liked to have seen. And I like the, the, uh, disruption of your expectation with it. But, uh, I'm sure if this is, around the end of their shooting, they were probably fucking rushing it. So how did they not see the riffs at that final Coney Island <laughs> beach scene, by the way, it, it like cuts over. There are 50 people <laughs> 10 feet away from yeah, them. You would hear all those footsteps on that boardwalk. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd give this bad boy four stars. Check it out. I think I agree with Cron. Uh, there's a, there's a few other Walter Hill movies that I would put above this, but. Hell Fucking yeah. good, man. Well, it doesn't matter because it's a five-star banger. <laughs> and that's where it's going for five-day rentals. Um, Check it out, folks. Uh, it's not streaming anywhere right now. But uh, definitely pick it up. It's only like 10 bucks. I don't know. Kron, what did you buy it for? I don't know. $14 for the Blu-ray, yeah. maybe. So... And yeah, check it out, man. But yeah, that's it. That's uh, The Warriors from 1979, directed by Walter Hill. Uh, definitely won't be the last time we see Mr. Walter Hill here on the 5 Day Reynolds podcast. Um, but yeah, that's it, guys. Fucking watch The Warriors. Enjoy it. Fucking, we might get some cool fucking vests to wear. 
eventually. Once we get a little buffer. Right? Yeah. All right. As for me, I'm Laundry Dan. And I'm just going to say, um, crash and burn. Fucking put me to sleep, buddy. <laughs> Coming to you on AM radio. Uh, Cyber Christ lives. <laughs> that concludes our 10 o'clock block. I'll be taking you through the wee hours here. As we always say on 1604 The Breeze <laughs> Crash and Burn Big announcement time, guys. Uh, Talking about my yeah. unit again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Your pinhead knob there. <laughs> uh, no, we've hinted at this a little bit. Some of our sister shows have also let this drop, but uh, we wanted to take this after showers and discuss the upcoming giant podcast crossover that we're doing. Um, how do we just, let's just jump into it, right? Sure. Yeah, man. So if uh, in the rare instance that somebody, uh, follows every episode, you'll notice that there's a, a we're going to have a little bit of a, a break coming up. Yeah. Uh, but after this episode, the next one in our feed will be part one of a part five podcast crossover. Uh, we will be joined. We will be hosting. Nerds, Geeks, in the Kitchen Sink, Greg from Weekly Podcast Massacre, Nick and Brantley from Horror Drafts, and rounding out the uh, the nine there, we got George from the Best Little Whorehouse in Philly, and uh, us nine, head-to-head, drafting the top 90 movies of the 90s. Cron, uh, you can take over from here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh... Thanks, Bones. <laughs> well, we're getting practice in. This is, well, let's look, you know. Uh, yeah, it'll be a snake-style draft, kind of like we do on our Rewind shows, which you've never listened to. But uh, we'll, we'll be going through, and uh, you can pick any movie from any year, but you just got to have one from each year. So I think it'll definitely come down to uh, do you pick starting a year that has a lot of great picks or a year that maybe only has one or two and yeah. try to get those locked in. So I think there'll definitely be some, you know, interesting gameplay in there. And by the end of the list, you'll have to make a, a weird one. So <laughs> it's going to be a fantastic time. Please join us. Please follow along. And uh, it's for charity as well. And, Fans get to vote on it. That's right. Uh, each player will select a charity. The, fa- the fans get to vote for 
their favorite selection. And uh, whoever wins will give a thousand bucks to the charity of their choice. So, uh, yeah, like Dan said, to follow along, uh, each episode or each, you know, uh, episode will be dropped on a different channel. Try to drive some cross channel activity. So please subscribe to those shows. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll probably have a lot of people coming from Best Little Whorehouse in Philly. So we'll have to make a pretty good impression right off the bat. We haven't already. Nah. All right. He he told me the numbers on uh, on anything that we've been attached to. It's pretty sad. It's pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. My American Psycho episode with him. He he's like, I'm sorry. I got to tell you this, but it, I I I don't like you. I was like, shit. Okay. George. So me so that. me winning that that legal thriller. I think was him trying to make up for it. Just how blunt he was. Like you dragged my show down for a week <laughs> the numbers are negative somehow <laughs> yeah like I, I i owe him money <laughs> yeah it's fucked up so i gotta rest. yeah hopefully we've hopefully we get all nine we we do have an alternative lined up if if we have something drop but uh we'll be recording it october 8th and hopefully episode one will be out that next week i think that's the 16th or so and then each day we'll have a new part uh, dropped. And then that Friday we'll have voting ready. I think we're trying to lock voting by maybe Halloween. So. Spooky. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, uh, hopefully everybody's got good mic uh, manners. Not a whole lot of banging around, heavy breathing. I mean, 90 picks. It's going to take a fucking while. So, we might need to pull out the Gatorade bottles, boys. Get your fucking uh, donuts, too, sit on. Yeah. So your fucking hemorrhoids don't act. Crunt, how do you get your unit in the up to the Gatorade bottle with those apple langs? Like, I have to cut the big Gatorade bottles. Like the, I have to cut the top off of them. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Why not just use a Solo cup at that point? I could, well, I've got so many Gatorade bottles. <laughs> seems seems pointless seems to let wasteful. them go to waste. Yeah. yeah. You're Did you ever do that? Guy. I remember being in like Earth Science class or something, and we had to make whatever the things that like collect rain, so you can like measure rainfall. We took bottles and we cut them, and then like turned the top, you know, inside out, so it made like a funnel. Mm-hmm. You could probably do that. Yeah. I could. But it sounds like you have a system, so I'll, I'll respect it. I shouldn't try to fix what's not broken. Mm-hmm. Although your dick is fucking broken, dude. I, I mean, I know you like the piercing, but... There's a lot of holes in that You thing. broke your dick. It's cool that it sprays eight different streams, dude. <laughs> I just... That's fucking cool. You're constantly changing your shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I throw a lot of shirts away. <laughs> That's wasteful. Yeah. Well, is that ever going to heal if you or take that out? Or just pee in the shower. Just pee in the shower, I guess. But I pee all the time now. <laughs> and it's Gatorade. It's thick. 
<laughs> Semi-solid. This is the this is the type of shit that we'll probably not have time for on this '90s draft. Have you ever drained out your so. hot water heater? That's what it. <laughs> all that buildup. Oh, like when you drain the air out of the bottom of an air compressor, mm-hmm. and you get that like rusty water. Yeah. Ugh. You ever get any of those? <laughs> All the time, dude. Every every <laughs> time I piss. It. Those are scabs, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you might need to dehydrate yourself for a little bit oh, and let that shit heal. It's even worse. <laughs> you do not want to take water out of the scenario. All right. Well, it this is this is a preemptive thank you to anybody that listens to our uh, to our show to our crossover. We're excited. We've been working on this for a few months now. Um, somebody had to take a vacation. Yeah, this would have already the whole thing. This would have already been done if one of us hadn't taken a vacation. <laughs> I just hope everything technically works out good. I think it will. I think if everybody's recording, you know, onto their computer, on their track, we've got the Zoom, we've been lucky, you know, I just, I hope, the only thing that I hope is it doesn't turn into, like, because those first two rounds are going to just be a bloodbath. People are just going to be fucking pissed because there's five or six that are just going to be absolute for those years mm-hmm. and i'm just hoping that like there's no personal you know or you don't get like shit halfway where people are like can i can we can we switch can we trade can you know it's like no we got to keep fucking grinding i'll give why you why did we i'll give you three years for one year <laughs> yeah it's gonna be chaos yeah or we do have a time limit on our selections to kind of help people pull stuff up Everybody we've talked to, you know, we've got, everybody's got like 10 to 12 picks for each year. Those later rounds, people are going to be digging through the mud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess I'll take substitute two. Uh, mark me down for a lawnmower, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a fun thing. Have you guys been like looking at your, uh, like picks and gone like, oh, I know this player is going for this thing. I know this player is going for this. Like, I feel like we have a decent enough relationship with these guys that that we kind of know. Mm-hmm. There's a few out there. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, man. Let's get out of here. It's gonna be fun. I can't wait. Oh my god, I can't wait. Oh my god. Oh my god. Krongo, change your shirt. Thank you. I will. Should not have worn white. Dan, I'm going to hop on Lawnmower Simulator. I'd like you to join me. Uh, I'll check it I need, out. I mean, if you weed eat for me, I'll mow. We can knock a few. Is this a, this is a multiplayer game? Are you telling I don't. I don't think there's me? a multiplayer component. That would be incredible. <laughs> if I could hire you guys as employees, that would be great. I got nice purple polos and everything. 
your player wears hearing protection and I think you can I go think, first person. It's so immersive, dude. I think you should add them on this uh, episode on Twitter once it drops. <laughs> they don't need me. They don't need my four followers. Two were the were two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I Dan, you're at least somewhat active. I tag Kron all the time. I don't even think do you have Twitter on your phone? Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> well I, That's fine. I, Good for you. I want to say I actually do, but I've turned off all notifications and have not logged in since Okay. We since this show has been going. Mm-hmm. It hasn't gone unnoticed. Mm-hmm. We're on Discord. That's where you find. That's us. where we need people to be. Yeah. Exactly. There's too it's many. Active. Too many. It's immersive. I have letterboxed in Discord. John Taco Bell made another appearance today. Like that he should did, peak your interest. He did interest. have to summon him. Yeah. That's he good he, word. he waits until someone messages him. <laughs> I did create a crossover thread. I think. You did? I thought so. I started. I might have got interrupted. I might have been mowing a, a yard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I'm off the track. All right. All right. Let's get out of here. Enjoy thank you for welcome. listening. Uh, thank you, Dan, for taking us through the Warriors. Uh, preemptive thank you for all of our players coming on for the draft. And you thank guys. you for anybody that votes. Um, I'm sure we'll get maybe 20, 25 people to vote. So hopefully it's uh, not an issue. But uh, until then, we'll see you on the other side. Crash and burn. Go fucking iceberg. Uh, come out and play. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>